0: ComC is your home for buying, selling, and flipping all the hottest trading cards. Their consignment marketplace is home to over 27 million cards across all sports, genres, and eras. With a ComC account, you can purchase cards from different sellers over time and ship them home together later, or immediately reprice them for sale on the ComC marketplace. To stay updated with ComC, please follow them on social media at checkoutmycards, one word, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn about offers, promotions, and more at ComC, please visit blog.comc.com. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Wax Pack Heroes Sports Card Minute. Well, baseball is back. I still hope that some of the fans uh, make the owners and players feel a little bit of the pain of what they put us through for the last couple months. But baseball is back. The clocks have changed. It's the mid-60s and sunny here in Central Illinois this week. At least that's what the forecast says. And so spring has sprung, and, and, and we are back. And that makes me happy, especially the warm the warm sunshine coming back out. It's just what I needed at this point of the year. So just thought I'd get that out there. wanted to spend a couple minutes to start the show today talking about what's been going on hobby-wise for me the last couple weeks, and uh, continue to make progress on my 1967 top set. Picked up four cards this week, and um, got them from Greg Morris Cards. Including one of the bigger cards from my, my need list for that 67 set, and that's the Rod Carew rookie, and so that is going to be on its way to me as well. It is more of a, a low grade set filler card. It's not a high high uh, grade great condition card or a great version of it, but that's fine. That's all I really want um, as I put together this set, and so I've got that coming. And I uh, <laughs> you, this may surprise some of you. <laughs> But I decided that I needed to get some experience about what grading is all about. And so I actually submitted my first five cards ever to SGC for grading. And I, I submitted a Acuna Bowman Chrome, first Bowman Chrome, a 1934 and a 1938 Don Bradman cricket card. Um, two cricket cards, one from 34, one from 38. I submitted one of my Sanchin Tyndall car cricket cards, and I submitted a 1993 Topps Gold Derek Jeter rookie. And so those are the five cards that I submitted for my first ever SGC submission. And I actually did that through Underdog Collectibles, the our sponsor that I tell you about every week. They have now rolled out um, group, group submission. They're, they're a group submitter for SGC as one of the services that they offer both in their shop, but also if you break with them, if you get any of, the, any of their breaks on Tuesday, Thursday, or Sunday nights, you can fill out a form and you can work with them to have those cards immediately submitted to SGC as part of that, that group submission. So if you get a big hit out of there, there's some cards that you want to submit, you can do that directly from the breaks that, that you are in. So those cards that you receive in a break, you can have those submitted. So whether or not you want to submit cards from your own collection, whether or not you want to drop them off in the store, or whether you want to submit through um, cards that you receive from one of their breaks, you can do that. Learn more at udogcollect.com and tell them Wax Pack Hero sent you. But our main guest today is Tim Getch from Com C. I wanted to bring him back onto the show to have another conversation about what's been going on at C. He was last on in one of the episodes prior to the national last summer. And it was the time we'll talk a little bit about this as, as one of the topics in the interview, but Com C was dealing with a lot of the the pain points from growing as fast as they had been growing and we kind of talked through the plan to get them back on track with their shipping and processing. Um, timelines and the backlog that had been building up over the course of the the prior year. And we talked a little bit about the status of that and where they're at today and, and kind of where things are headed for the rest of 2022 and 2023. And so I wanted to bring Tim back onto the show to talk a little bit about what's been going on at Com C. And so that's our main topic today. And I'm going to go ahead and roll the interview. Well, it has been a little while since we had a chance to talk last it was earlier last summer um, that that you were on the show. The last time mm-hmm. I think we actually did get a chance to talk face-to-face was at the National, yeah. but I wanted to bring you back onto the show to, to catch up a little bit about what's been going on at ComC. That's right. Today, our guest is Tim Getch from ComC. Tim, welcome back to the show. I'm glad to be here. It's always fun to chat. Yeah, I, I am glad when we get a chance to catch up about what's been going on. I definitely appreciate um, the the partnership and the sponsorship mm-hmm. that we've had, you know, over the last uh, year plus now. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the, one of the things that I appreciate about getting a chance to talk with you is the openness and the and the transparency that you provide mm-hmm. into what's going on with the site. And so the last time we talked, the focus of our conversation was okay. about the explosive growth that Com C had been seeing. Yeah and the challenges that that caused, and some of the um, the difficulty that that brought on. And we talked about the plan, and what the plan was Mm going to be for working through those issues. And so I thought maybe we could start today just by sharing where things are at today, Mm -hmm. when in terms of shipping and processing submissions, two of those those big points
1: from last year. So where are things at today? So last year, uh, when we chatted, we were looking at, I think, about four months to get cards shipped through our economy service. And our goal was to get to four weeks by the end of the year. Um, Our listing service uh, was also at four months, and we didn't set a specific goal, but we, we Obviously, don't want to keep things at taking that long. Uh, today, we're at six weeks. That's what we're quoting people for how long it takes to get card shipped. In fact, we did hit four weeks um, right around Christmas time. In fact, going into Christmas, we were shipping orders at within about three weeks. And then we got slammed with a snowstorm that... Like more than half our employees couldn't even get to the office for a week. Uh, and then we, like many others, encountered another bout of uh, omicron. and that uh, slowed us down. So that uh, forced us to give quotes at six weeks. Right now, we're shipping closer to four weeks than sh- six weeks, but we want to underpromise and overdeliver. Uh, whenever we're close to missing a due date, we want to let people know ahead of time if we're not going to be able to to meet that due date. And we'd rather uh, err on the side of caution and get you your cards faster than promised. So right now we're telling people six, but we're getting closer to four. Once we hit about three weeks, then we'll start quoting people four weeks. Um, And I think throughout this year, We're gonna continue to drive that down, but we probably won't quote people much less than four weeks. We may ship things in two to three weeks, but we probably won't quote much less than four weeks this calendar year. So for 2023, 2022, um, we uh, we wanna just for our economy, cheapest service, uh, try to get people's cards out the door within a month effectively. And then uh, we also offer much faster services, whether it's uh, for our rushed or express orders, anything going on eBay, those we get out in under a week right now. And we're going to try to drive that down to like two days is probably our target um, later this year. So we'll probably be right around there. But right now, they're right around a week for the rush service and a little over a month for the economy service. Uh, We haven't changed the quoted dates on our listing or our processing services. We're still telling people four months for the uh, standard service and then two weeks for select or elite service but anybody that's been using the service uh, recently has been pleasantly surprised. Most cards are getting on, uh, probably on average about half that. Uh, So a a lot of stuff is getting into people's accounts within two months. Um, But some of it is like random straggler cards might take closer to the four months. We're gonna uh, continue trying to improve that service and hopefully at some point this year, I I'm not, I can't say for sure when, but at some point this year, we're gonna have uh, faster quoted times on our economy, or our, I should say our, our standard service. So that's kind of where we stand right now. Again, trying to under promise and over deliver, working on a bunch of different improvements, to make it easier for us to sustainably hit those goals. One of the things that we just did uh, about a week ago was added a new setting for the submission wizard. When you're sending things into ComC, we now ask you to specify what type of th- contents you're putting inside of each submission. Um, you are always able to send us multiple submissions in one package And now we kind of asked you to separate each of those submissions by their content type, not just the service level. So if you're going to send us a bunch of cards, if some of them are gaming cards, TCG, we want those in one submission. If they're uh, raw trading cards, put them in another. If they're oversized, really jumbo cards, make a third submission for that. Uh, So that's going to help streamline how we process the cards once they get here and help us provide faster services, which is going to allow us to be able to commit to getting cards on the site in much less than four months.
0: Yeah, that's been my my experience recently as well. You know, I've I've had some submissions. One of them was due, you know, I think the beginning of May, and it's already about seventy five percent of the way processed mm-hmm. here in in early March. And so that's that's been good. That's that that uh, I, you know, I I think that um, under promise and over deliver is is a good approach, mm-hmm. as, especially you know based on what we had seen in the past. When I first heard about this new Um, more streamlined um, submission process and some of the additional filtering. Um, I was a little bit nervous at first, not knowing how far you're going to be asking us to go, because I think one of those advantages is I can, I don't have to sort by year, by brand, by sport, you know, when I'm sending in a, a submission. So I was hoping that we wouldn't have to go too far um, into, into doing some of that before we submit things. But I think where it landed seems to make sense and in, mm-hmm. in kind of being a win-win, being a win-win for everybody.
1: We try to keep it simple. There are things that we could have asked you to do, but it's probably more work for you to do it than its benefit for us. And it, we really wanted to focus on who is going to do the work. And if we have to send a portion of your submission to a different person, because, for example, they know uh, gaming cards and then another person might have to do an oversized card because we need a different size device to capture an image, Uh, we we figured, hey, that's a fairly simple separation that you, you can do. And then we can just zoom things through to the right person and not have to separate your cards for you. And, or even if you send in comic books or whatever, we want to just keep them separate, send them to the right teams and then uh, get the stuff through the system as quickly as possible.
0: In the last company update that was sent out, it was shared that you've got a goal and that you had kind of shared a goal or a vision for, for ComSeed to list and ship 50% more cards this year than last year. Yes. And last year, while behind, you had already shared had been uh, one of uh, a record year for the amount of cards that had been listed and shipped. What are some of the plans being rolled out to help make that happen?
1: So uh, yeah, we wa- talked about a few of those things in our company town hall. I'll start on the shipping side. We are already shipping at close to our all time high. Like we're right now, if we just do a little bit more than we're doing today, just at that pace for the rest of the year will meet that goal of a 50% increase. Last year, we had some lulls, we had our move, there's times when we weren't at our our peak capacity. But now we're running at close to our peak capacity. And if we do like 20-25% more than that, we'll end up at uh, 50% more for the entire year. So it's I should say, uh, our, so our, we're striving to help our employees operate at 25% faster capacity than they did last year. Last year, we really tried to hire a ton of people. This year, we're taking the people we have and allowing them to get more seniority, allowing them to get better at what they do. And so they need to be about 25% more efficient. And with the same team that we have, we'll be able to do 50% more capacity, which will hit our goal. So the the good thing, I'm sure we'll do some hiring, but uh, last year we were hiring five to 10 people a week at our peak. And now we're gonna hire like probably five people a month and that will be across both our listing team and our shipping team. So shipping may get like two or three people a month, uh, as opposed to so were, there was weeks where we had 10 people joining the shipping team in one week. So uh, that's pretty disruptive and very hard to train everybody and uh, let people kind of figure out the systems. Now they're kind of getting into their groove. And we're gonna let them get better and better and better, and that's gonna be how we uh, enable the fifty percent shipping. So the demand is there fairly easily. We, it's not like we have to do something crazy to hit that demand. Uh, it's probably if we increase by twenty percent, uh, we probably would significantly outpace the the fifty uh, percent growth for the entire year because we're already higher than we were last year. Uh, And then on the listing side, we are doing a couple different things. We're investing in some new technologies and we're doing more hiring than we had been previously. We are learning from our experience last year with shipping and we're not going to hire too rapidly. It's very difficult to uh, train so many people at the same time. So we're going to try on the listing side to do kind of a more sustainable uh, growth path. And then we're going to supplement that with some technology improvements. So we're going to invest in some hardware and software to make the team more efficient. And we're doing things like we did on the website to allow you as consigners to help us be faster, simplify some of the tasks for us. Um, and I suspect that once we lower our quoted times, it's going to increase the types of things people feel comfortable sending to us. And that's going to get us to 50% increase. So uh, we are very similar. Literally, we needed to grow a little bit faster than we are on the shipping side to hit the 50% on the listing side. But uh, we've got a plan both for how to have our employees handle that inventory and how to attract that to the the website. So if I'm hearing you right, it
0: sounds like there's still room for a little bit of employee headcount growth Mm -hmm. on the the listing side. Mm -hmm. Sounds like hiring from the shipping side is more of a maintenance level to kind of keep staffing levels similar, to hire to make up for people that may um, choose other opportunities throughout the year. Um, one other clarifying question that I know was hot on our topics last year, but it sounds like, I think you addressed it, is that inventory move 100% complete now? Is all of the inventory in, in the, one, yeah, in the, yeah. the new location?
1: So everything that's for sale on Comp C is in one location. There are some things that are unique to Upper Deck EPAC that are still at our headquarters. Um, They have uh, like the Grand Your Coins project and uh, uh, there's some snapshots, things that aren't even trading cards. They're like big posters or eight by tens, uh, just different things. But all trading cards, everything that's for sale on ComC is now in one place, which makes it so much easier for us to do fulfillment.
0: Now, I've seen over the last few weeks, you guys had a, a presence at the, the big Philadelphia card show. You mm-hmm. had a presence in Dallas. Are shows going to be a key piece of your plan for this year and in increasing your presence at, at a variety of the shows kind of outside of the national and maybe the yeah. um, the expo in, in Canada?
1: Yeah, we are going to take advantage of our presence at shows to help drive awareness and help people understand Uh, remind them about our services all that stuff so we we are going to use that to drum up some of our growth Uh, it's kind it's still a little bit muted in that we're only trying to grow by 50 percent we that's a a more aggressive pace than we had been over the past decade but it's not as crazy as trying to to double or like grow by 150 percent or something in one year like that's that's really painful for something that's so um human capital intensive like our our business so we're we're going to shoot for 50% um a lot of that is simply providing quality service to our existing customers so many of our customers took a break from using our service they saw how backed up we were and were like hey once things kind of settle down, I'm going to jump back in. So we don't really have to do a ton to go find new business. We just need to do a really good job with the the business that we already have, the customers that we have. So that's our main focus is helping our current customers get the best experience they can. And we're going to welcome new customers as well. But in order for us to get 50% growth, we're not hunting for a whole bunch of new people. We're just doing a better job with the people we have we'll definitely welcome all the new buyers we can find but we're probably not going to have to go hunt for a ton of new sellers we're just going to do a really good job with the sellers we have welcome the things that they may have been sitting on um, but uh, really uh, our our focus at com our mission is to optimize joy for collectors, and we're just going to focus on making an enjoyable experience for all the people that are using our service.
0: I'm sitting here chuckling a little bit about hearing you say, we're only going to shoot for 50% growth this mm-hmm. this next year. Um, in, in many companies, in many industries, 50% growth would be would be a pretty, uh, pretty big stretch goal. And so to, to hear you say, we're going to tone it down a little bit and only try to grow 50% makes me chuckle a little bit. Um, one of the things are, that you hit on there, too, that, that was one of the, the topics that I wanted to, to touch on a little bit is when we first started chatting, this has been a couple of years ago, there were several different ideas that you had been starting to float out there about opportunities to help that growth. And, and I know, you know, you talked about last year hey, some of these ideas, they were all about bringing in more volume Mm -hmm. and bringing in more customers. And and we're not ready for that right now. Now, not that it's going to happen in the immediate Mm -hmm. future, but I wanted to just touch on a couple of those things now to see if they're at least on the the horizon Mm -hmm. or or back on the whiteboard, maybe, if if you will, of of things that you may want to dig back up. One of the the things I was most excited about mm -hmm. at the 2019 National you gave me a little bit of a sneak peek on your phone yeah. of an app that had was in development. Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, it had some pretty cool features that that collectors and customers would enjoy. Um, mm-hmm. any Any word on where that is on your overall um, horizon? is there mm-hmm. is that still in the works at some point?
1: So yes, they are. If anything, it will be later this year. And it would probably be just in like a beta format. Um, as I mentioned, the if for us to hit 50% growth, it's really just servicing the customers that we have. If we launch much more than that, we're going to be forced to double again. And it's just really painful to grow that fast. So we're we have to build all that functionality. It was uh, kind of sketched out, some very very rough alpha that I I showed you, and uh, as we get uh, as we do more of the development, we'll, we'll release more of the functionality, and that's going to be part of our growth path for next year. So next year we're going to also try to grow by fifty percent, um, but uh, next year we'll we'll have to create that, those growth opportunities. I think we can just service our existing customers and grow by 50% this year. Next year, it's going to be about creating new experiences and drawing new people in. And that's where we're going to find our 50% growth. Um, so yeah, right now we're, we're slowing down to 50%. Next year, it'll be probably more traditional Like effort have to be put in in order to achieve 50%. Percent growth. And so uh, this year, it's focused on scalability, investing in technology, getting things ready to pay off next year. And then um, the next year, we'll see a combination of new functionality for our customers, improvements for our employees. Uh, So both this year and next year, we're focused on steady growth and improved infrastructure. So that's going to be better performance on the website. It's going to be um, better technology for our, our staff so that they can keep up with uh, all the demand. Uh, we're really going to invest very heavily in our infrastructure and our technology in order to make all this happen. We're going to focus on a lot of the the fundamental foundation for our our website, what's external facing. Um, And then, uh, like I said, end of this year, next year, we're gonna look at more of the front end, ease of use, um, end user experience.
0: You had touched on the Upper Deck EPAC partnership as well. And from my perspective, from a collector's perspective, that EPAC partnership with Upper Deck is a beautiful thing. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's an opportunity for collectors to to open up some packs digitally, remotely, but then through you guys take advantage of mm-hmm. reselling the ones that you don't want and taking physical ownership of those as well. Just mm-hmm. curious, is that a is that type of relationship is an exclusive relationship with Upper Deck? And I, I mean, this kind of fits maybe mm-hmm. into that same perspective of you can only handle so much at this time. But I, I've heard many people ask me, uh-huh. said, any mm-hmm. idea if they're going to do that with another manufacturer mm-hmm. as well? I said, I'm not sure. I'll throw it out there as a as a potential question. But th- that's been such a cool mm-hmm. arrangement. Just, just curious if that's an exclusive arrangement or if, if at some point, even if it's years into the future, if that's. Mm-hmm even a possibility that that there's that you're open to potentially working with another manufacturer
1: yeah the the deal we have with upper deck is not exclusive we do have the possibility of providing services for other manufacturers uh we have floated the idea by or put the idea in people's ears so that they can think about how they may want to do things as uh i know for example we have a new team uh, creating cards with with Fanatics, they're looking trying to think outside the box, trying to figure out what they want to do. And uh, there may be an opportunity there, but for sure with any manufacturer, if they want a better experience with Redemptions, if they want to offer some e-pack type product, um, we want to partner and really help facilitate getting singles to consumers. That's uh, what our focus is. That's what our infrastructure enables. Manufacturers are really about building products and getting them out to market. Uh, focused, uh, focusing on singles is a very different problem. And uh, that's what we really try to do well. So if our services can give a better experience for the card collector, when paired directly with a manufacturer, we want to enable that for for anybody that want to wants to offer that
0: one of the other changes that you guys made a few years ago was was really going all in or not all in, but increasing your partnership with eBay and getting getting all of the the cards listed on ebay uh, that that are on the mm-hmm. site and that mm-hmm. was a huge a huge benefit to broaden the exposure. For consigners of, of the cards that consigners were were looking to sell, uh, a couple eBay related questions that have come in, especially with some of the recent developments on eBay that I wanted to, to throw out there to you. And the first mm-hmm. one has to do with the new eBay authentication program for mm-hmm. ungraded uh, cards. Right now, over mm-hmm. 750 sounds like that that may might decrease um, to a, to a lower point. Um one of the the first questions is are are the comc cards also subject to that program if a card sells that's a comc mm-hmm. consigned card does that also have to be sent through that new eBay authentication program
1: Yeah right now it's out of our control and anytime something sells within the trading card category and at a certain price point or higher, they give us a different address to ship the package. So we we just ship to the package they give us and they give us a different address to send the package and it goes through the authentication service. Uh, there's been a lot of feedback and they've just started doing the service It may change over time. Um, there are definitely some cards. I just recently won a a one-of-one one on eBay. And I'm like, okay, I have to wait for it to go through the authentication service. That's kind of silly. But like, sure, I guess they could confirm that it's not damaged or something. But it's a one-of-one. One. And I've seen other people comment how silly it is to see some of the ePAC cards that went straight from UD to us. And then we're sending them out. And someone's going to, I guess, confirm that. It didn't get tampered in the mail or something, I don't know. But uh, it, they may change some of those rules over time. It, I think it's a good value that they're providing to help people feel confident when they're spending a lot of money. So I think it, it's an interesting idea. Is that,
0: it, and correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe um, maybe I'm misunderstanding, but if, a, if an existing Com C customer is the one mm-hmm. who wins one of those mm-hmm. eBay auctions, Mm-hmm. Before all that happened, wasn't there an opportunity just to have that transferred to you kind of on site and not have to have it physically shipped at that point? Is that still a possibility with this
1: that, or no? That still works. So if eBay gives us an, a mailing address, then the address is going to be this uh, third-party authenticator. When someone pays on COMC C so that we transfer the item into their account, Then eBay doesn't give us an address. Instead, we tell eBay, hey, this has been paid for. It's like an in store pickup. They like, you don't need to uh, get an address. You don't need to get a payment. We've already collected the payment. We've taken care of it. The card's been transferred into their account. So that still works for any of the eBay auctions. So if you win an auction for $3,000, you don't have to have it sent off to get authenticated. You can just have the you can pay for that on ComC either with store credit or with a credit card and then we'll just transfer the card into your account.
0: All right. That was that was the first eBay question. The, the second one I'm I'm not sure how much insight you have onto this but it's a question that I've also been asked um a few times I was curious if if COMC and the and the COMC consigners if there was any noticeable bump in sales when one of ComC's largest competitors left the eBay platform mm. um, towards a, the second or latter part of last year. I, I am.
1: Mean, it's so hard to say um, there, if anything was uh, some increase in consignments of items that people didn't want to send to PWCC, but um if it was an increase, if there was an increase in sales, it probably would have been spread out over several months. It, it's really hard when you're factoring in, like our shipping times getting better and Black Friday. And like I, if you look year over year, it's way up, but it's really hard to attribute it directly. They were in a very different market from us. Their typical cards they were going after were much more expensive. So uh, like maybe we got some skewed higher, but the whole market has gotten more valuable. So we've seen a bunch of stuff that's just more valuable before any of that happened, or even stuff that was on our site just became more valuable. Uh, so it, it's I, I didn't look at the numbers closely enough to figure it out, but even if I had, it probably would have been very hard to tease that out. I was. I was-
0: part of what i was thinking anyway i mean just the overall volume of the category grew Mm. so much last year that it would be pretty hard to isolate into any one aspect especially with all of the other moving parts um Mm. that that were going on yeah you know as you one of the things that i'll notice that everybody else can't can't see this necessarily because we're only doing an, an audio podcast but but i can see tim's face here directly you look so much uh, more cheerful and less <laughs> stressed than maybe you did uh, uh, last year when we were talking, uh, and that's one of the, the the next things I just wanted to talk a little bit about. But but both from a company perspective and then you just as a collector, what are you most excited about as we move throughout twenty twenty two?
1: it's definitely it's a huge relief to not have such an enormous backlog and having to constantly solve problems in order to work our way out of that. Um, right now, we have a lot of good people and good systems, and it's just minor tweaks now to can't constantly improve our service so that we can provide a better better experience. But it's not like an atrocious experience that we're digging out of a hole to like give someone just even to get their cards, period. So it was just uh, the the growth we had was so fast; it was impossible to keep up. And uh, now things are much more sane. And we we all we're preparing for this level of growth, and uh, and we we learned a ton, and we're we've got a lot more experience here. So there's so many things that are not stacked up against us. Oh yeah, by the way, we had a pandemic and that made things super difficult as well. So like now it's a lot easier for us to just focus on our plan, our mission, really um, enjoy the the service. Our mission is to optimize joy for collectors and we want to enjoy it as people earning a living in this space. We don't want to just be uh, paid to do this, we want to actually enjoy the experience. We I, we talk about our core company values, and and one of the the values is uh, loyalty. And we really want to create a good experience for our employees and for our customers, so that we continually grow instead of having attrition and having people leave. It's so much harder to hire, find new people, find new collectors. But if we can really do a good job of taking care of our customers and taking care of our employees, it's uh, it's much easier for us to to see the long-term growth that we're striving for. And one of the ways to do that is to create a more fun, enjoyable experience, like make it so that we want to naturally stay here. We, we want to be a part of this. So um, as a as a collector, I'm super excited about the future of the hobby. The There's so many dynamic things happening right now. And it's good to see the competition. For years, we were the only ones innovating. Like nobody was really doing anything big. Maybe someone had an idea for a company, but it was just a thought. It wasn't actually affecting the industry. And now you have massive players that are trying to make a difference huge investments, endorsements, athletes, like there's a lot of interest in our space. Um, so I think it's going to create a better experience for all of us as collectors. Uh, I don't know which services are going to win and how everybody's going to change to all the new, new things, but it's exciting to see attention here and investment in this space. Uh, and i'm i'm happy to be a part of it both as a collector and as an entrepreneur
0: yeah if if fanatics is successful in their gro- their goal to grow the overall collecting base and the overall size of the market that's going to be a win i think for yeah. for manu- card manufacturers for marketplaces and for collectors at the end of the day And sure, there's going to be bumps in the road. There's going to be pain points that are experienced whenever you're dealing with that that amount of growth. But anything that we can do to build the overall collecting base and build the number of people who are participating in our hobby, I think that's going to be a good thing. So I'm with you with with that being a a big uh, area of excitement. With the rise that we've seen in some of the more non-traditional Collectibles and some of the more mm-hmm. non-traditional trading cards. Has there been any expansion into the the types of things that are piquing your interest from your own own collection? Have you kind of expanded beyond the yeah. some of those key players and and cards that that you had been chasing in the past and gained any new areas of interest?
1: Well, I have uh, paid a little bit more attention to Marvel lately. In fact, uh, we added a whole category dedicated to Marvel on C. before, I guess you could search for the word Marvel, but now just like you can find all the baseball cards, you can find all the Marvel cards. Um, That's been fascinating to watch. I've picked up a couple. I actually picked up a bunch of Marvel cards when they're on EPAC, and I knew that they're like way cheaper than they should be. And so that's panned out very, very nicely. Um, I've purchased some cards for like a dollar and sold them for like $50, three, four years later or whatever. But um, my collecting is very focused. It's I, I have to carve out time for my hobby and staying on top of the things here. So I try to stay focused on WNBA and Goran Dragic. Yep. Uh, very, like maybe if we're running Black Friday, I have a whole list of other athletes that I like to collect as well. And I'll check on them and see if anything's uh, been added. But it's really those two. Um, those are the ones where I, I really kick myself if I miss out on uh, some rare cards that, at a good deal. So I'm, I'm paying good attention to everything that comes on COMC, C, everything that goes on eBay. Uh, There's uh, some Facebook uh, groups I might check in on, but that's outside of that. Like, it's so hard to stay on top of the hobby. It's dynamic; prices change so rapidly. uh, So I'm picking my my focus and and just sticking with that.
0: Well, I really appreciate you spending a few minutes giving us kind of an update on where things are at, where things are headed. Is there anything else that you want to make sure that that we are aware of before we go tonight?
1: I want to just reinforce why we're here. Our mission, as I said before, is to optimize joy for collectors. And we're really taking that to heart. We're really looking for ways that we can provide a better experience. I just had a meeting today about our plans for the National. And we're trying to say, oh, what are we trying to accomplish here? And we had different uh, things, programs, incentives that we were coming up with. And I just took a step back and said, why are we here? What what do we want to do? We want to make a more enjoyable experience. So what can we do at the national, at other events that is going to give people a better, more enjoyable experience? So you can hold me to this, but one of the things that you're going to see if you come to a a card show or an event where we're accepting submissions we know that's a pain point it's not a, like it's not the best experience and we're gonna make that an enjoyable experience we're gonna make it really easy for you to drop your stuff off get a get photos of all of your submissions being dropped off when we receive your submission at our headquarters, give you photos of the, the submission right there, uh, give a nice, fully integrated experience with all of our, um, the submission wizard and everything right at the, at the national or, or any events. One of the things that you'll be able to expect is um, when you do a drop-off, on the website, we're going to show you a photo of the person that you're handing your cards to. Like, you're going to have, uh, we're, we're going to show who's going to be at the, the show. Uh, you'll be able to know when you're going and doing a, a submission with somebody, you'll be able to see like, yeah, th- this is the person I'm handing my cards to. And oh, yep, those are the cards I just handed off to them. So you're going to have that receipt, you're going to have a, a fully integrated experience. So um, those are the types of things that we're going to strive to do is like identify what will make this experience better for you. What will you enjoy more? And we're going to optimize that. So uh, keep an eye out for those things. If there's a show in your area, I encourage you to, to try out our new submission process. Uh, kind of holding myself to that now. Now it's, now it's out in the world. Not, it's not just a plan here. But I'm uh, looking forward to doing that for sure at the National.
0: Very cool. Well, I'm sure there will be more news coming. I'm sure we'll get that out there as, as we get closer to, to the National about um, what else might be going on. But definitely appreciate you spending a little bit of time today uh, catching us up on, on what's been going on at ComC. So thanks again, Tim.
2: Yeah, You're welcome. Glad to be here. The Sports Card Shop is your small town local card shop with a global reach. Located in New Buffalo, Michigan, the shop is one of the most accessible in the Midwest. In addition to being an authorized Panini direct dealer, the Sports Card Shop carries all major trading card brands, including Tops, Upper Deck, Pokemon, Yu Gi Oh!, and more. With all that new wax, a half million singles, and showcases full of graded cards, you're sure to find something great for your collection. Whether you're just starting out or a seasoned collector, The Sports Card Shop is your one-stop shop. So call us, come see us, or visit us on the web and social media. Our phone number is 269-469-0140. Website is the sports card shop at moco.com. The Sports Card Shop is part of the MoCo Retail Group, connecting sports, the hobby, and people around the world.
0: As I listen back to that conversation, the takeaways that I had are that this year's focus is going to be on building the experience levels and building on the customer service levels that that we can expect as consigners and buyers on ComSea to, to make it a more rewarding experience for us and using that growth and using that experience to, to make some changes next year to broaden that customer base even more. So I really appreciate Tim's openness and his transparency and his willingness to kind of share what's going on to help make the, the buying and selling experience on Comsi even better. So thanks again to Tim for coming on today. Let me know what you thought about that conversation. Let me know what other questions you've got for ComC and your experiences on ComC. I'm always open to sharing some of the, the tips and the tricks that I use as a, as a consigner and as a buyer on ComC. It's been a great platform for me, and that's one of the reasons that I want to share more about what's going on so that others can be exposed to what's going on at ComC as well. Well, that is all I've got for you today. So I'll catch you next time.